When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the full cast after dark. That's right. You're listening to college football's only live college football podcast here with my co-hosts this week, Jason Kirk. Say say hello, Jason. What's up, y'all? Thank you for joining us on the 10th overtime. The 10th, 12th, 13th. We learned today there is no limit. I wonder if if they had been playing football this entire time, would they be on like the 400th overtime by now? Yeah, they would. They wouldn't be scoring either. They wouldn't have hit a damn thing. Not one. I don't think I have ever seen a sustained like demonstration of football futility quite like that. Ever. We are also excited to be joined tonight by uh, someone we were joined by last week. Uh, They said it couldn't be done. They said the audio couldn't actually convey, but we are actually, can confirm, joined by Michael Felder tonight. Hi, guys. How you doing? Hey, look at that. Look at that. (laughs) The legend. The legend. I'm here. I'm ready to rock and roll. Georgia Tech, Virginia just ended. Uh, UVA wins by eight. Got marking that one off the list. I love that you've just been sitting around all day with your notebook writing down angry <laughs> fourth quarter. I mean, I, you mentioned the overtime, and I know we're going to talk about it, but, like, why did we have to have that? <laughs> <laughs> what did that prove? Like, like, in, like you, but you guys get this, right? Like, you get, like, uh-huh. like when I, compl- like I complain about overtime all the time, and I complain about the length of games, and people are like, you do football for a living. You should be happy. That, and I'm like, yeah, but seriously, why did we have to have that crime committed against us? <laughs> it was a crime against football. It was a crime. Like, why did they do that to us where we had to just keep watching them not be able to do anything? Like, that's the point that I'm making. If, if I don't know enough about your team after 60 minutes to that you need to do extra and you have to do extra nine times, I don't need to <laughs> learn anything about you. That's too much extra, and that's too much information about Penn State and Illinois. I love that, like, the SEC in 1992 is like, let's have a conference championship. Therefore, we need to invent overtime. And that has since manifested in us having to watch an extra hour of Penn State, Illinois. So it's you guys' fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it is well entire, I, it I don't have an SEC degree, so don't blame me. I, I do. I will take blame for it, especially as the host of Thinking Out Loud with Richard Johnson on the <laughs> SEC Network every Monday at 7 p.m. only on the SEC Network, another informative franchise that I am involved with because that's the word I think of when I think of the full cast is informative. Mm-hmm. Can I can I, I share don't... some can I share some information? All right, please. This is going to sound like code. Okay, mm-hmm. um, type this into uh, into your abacuses or what have you and see what comes out. Here are some numbers. All right, 
zero seven seven three zero zero three zero three 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 zero 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 two 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 zero twenty to eighteen unranked illinois over number seven penn state in nine overtimes that is your official box score honestly that sounds like you're triggering an assassin you know like a sleeper cell right zero three 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 zero zero three illini illini it sounds like we're about to get someone killed. Yeah, it's a mentioned candidate. Possibly. Mm-hmm. I don't really know. Felder, I agree. I don't really know what this proved. I don't know what I learned. This is kind of where I was sitting there thinking, you know, they should probably bring back tithes. If both of you, like at one point, one of you needs to decide to win this game. And one of you needs to de- demonstrate that you're either capable of accepting the responsibility to do that or take the L. Either way, someone step up. And please end this. No, this was this was literally like brother, two brothers. Neither one of them wants to take the trash out, and they're balance. They're trying to smash it down, <laughs> and they're trying to balance stuff on top of the trash because they don't want to perform the task. <laughs> shoving the shoving the trash deeper into the can, becoming more and more dense, creating a black hole at the bottom yeah. of the trash can. They're throwing away food trash in the bathroom trash can so that they don't have to throw it away. They're like, no, absolutely not. We'll, we'll drop the football and we'll throw it to someone who doesn't exist. Of course, why not do that? I, um, I I I don't know if you can. I don't know if you can really. By the way, get a worse performance here for Penn State. Like at this point, you don't get into a fight with Illinois. You just don't. You can't win. No. Like even if you win, it's ugly and it's bad. But Penn State, good God, <laughs> this is. I'm going to have to go to preeminent Penn State spokesperson, Treblaw, at Treblaw on Twitter, just to give you an idea of the metaphorical depths here. But total rushing yards, Illinois, 357. That's good. Penn State, 62. 62 <laughs> on the day. 62. Now, look at the flip side. Illinois' passing yardage. <laughs> 38 is the number that's been rattling around my brain all day because that's all they needed to take down the number seven Nittany Lions. It's unbelievable. It's fantastic. But they all they all counted. They all <laughs> counted every single last one of them to give you an idea of how badly it was going for Penn State in this game. Consider Treblaw at I believe somewhere in the second or third overtime which is might take the dog for a 37 mile walk it's the 15th ot a beanbag chair is on fire in my living room penn state throws a fade out of bounds onto the 16th ot (laughs) and just before that figuring out if i can fit comfortably in our five gallon aquarium thank you trebla thank you for bringing us into the mind of the saddest people on earth today that would be the Penn State Nittany Lions. I, I have a serious question. I don't know if I'm allowed to do mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah, you can do it. Yeah, t- yeah, go tenta- ahead. Tentatively. Do the yeah. stats from the two-point conversion time count? As yardage? Yes. Um, yes. They do. Yeah. Yeah. Because those, are, those think... are overtime periods. So those um, the times they gained like a yard, yeah, right. those count. And the incomplete <laughs> passes count. and. <laughs> Yeah, I, w- <laughs> I think they should be printed in like sickly yellow letters, though. I think they should they should be like sick numbers. They should look jaundiced in the stats column. 
Good grief. Yeah, I didn't, I, I wasn't, I know that like regular overtime stats count, but like I didn't know if these stats counted too because it's a PAT and PAT stats don't usually count. Fortunately, they oh. didn't count much. No. Good grief. <laughs> Everything stayed largely as it was. Um, I love that this in the context of previous seven plus overtime games, uh, just, just in the Power Five, you had 2001 Arkansas Ole Miss, 114 points. 2003 Arkansas Kentucky 134 points 2018 A&M LSU 146 points and this with the extra two overtimes 38 points <laughs> magnificent <laughs> it more than 100 points shy of the 2018 mark um, um and Jason? like you know some J- stick, Jason? some sticklers uh, would say like oh but you can't score entire touchdowns in those at uh, those added frames and like listen man y'all y'all need to learn to have some fun this is perfect I, it's beautiful change nothing I have a question for you, um, oh, no. which is this: as our resident most familiar with the uh, the the odds in the desert person, what was the over under in this game? <laughs> I bounced around a little. I believe it was around forty five points. <laughs> so are you trying to tell me they hit the under? <laughs> they had an extra hour to play and yeah they did they hit the under with an extra hour they didn't really threaten the over in fact uh, <laughs> we gave you an extra hour and you still couldn't piss over your shoes <laughs> it's called defense it's called really really good defense. Uh, it's called defense. that's ridiculous <laughs> and in ot illinois got their starting quarterback injured yeah. Right, because remember the 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 point of this uh the, this system of the of the the uh the the penalty kicks style of overtime is to protect the, protect the players. Well, mm-hmm. but you're still making them play in Illinois Penn State. Yeah, where nothing good <laughs> happens. You're still making that continue. This is not a a moral improvement over the old system. Unbelievable. It was unreal. And I was in the office. So I have to go to the studio in the morning, and. It was, I mean, people were riveted by it. And I was just like, why are we, why do we have to do this? Why do we have to? (laughs) We didn't learn anything. (laughs) This was the burn after reading of games. They just got to the end and they're like, well, what did we learn? (laughs) Nothing. I guess guess we did some football. Yeah. By the way, Manny Diaz, uh, come back here. They've just defeated NC State 31-30. He did not do what... Mac Brown did to him last week. He kept it moving. Quick handshake with Dave Doran. Bye. Done. Out of here. He, he learned nothing. He should. He should have been like, you know, you got a great team there, Dave. No, no, no. Don't go. Don't go. Come back here. Let me just feel this a little bit more. I am also, by the way, on this day. Which this day, by the way, if you're going to give it, what what's our plot line? What's our one sheeter on this day? Uh, the so I think I think it's this. I think it's early in the morning. The numbers got all screwy. You had Penn State, Illinois, right? Um, one of the strangest games in college football history, a, a thing of beauty. And then you had at the same time, this was overlooked. Princeton and Harvard, a, a pretty big Ivy League game, that went to eight, that was eighteen sixteen and five overtimes. So we had basically the same thing. Um, and at the same time, you had Wake Forest Army. The complete and total opposite of 38 points in nine overtimes, where uh, yeah. both of those teams soared past that 38-point mark. <laughs> so, so, 70 so, to 56 was your final there. 
where where you go the only thing that would have been perfection was not kicking the extra point on the last td that's the only thing wake forest did wrong in this game it's that they were they were sitting at 69 and they were like yeah send it out i you know i mean doing that against the troops maybe a tad off key i don't know they'd appreciate it right they're yeah our our uh our, our koi koi pond marine boys would love it They'd love it. Yeah. That makes you do that sick. You got 69 <laughs> points. Nice. I mean, I think, you know, Wake Forest, you got to, it's all about impressing the play, impressing the playoff committee. You got to get, got to get that number one seed. That's what it's all about. <laughs> and if, if margin of victory is what it takes. Um, so you had that early on. And then late in the day, everything made a lot of sense. Like, not a lot of big upsets in the, in the evening slot, you know. Um, there are a couple scares. Bama wins by like 28 or whatever. Um, so everything started really wrong and then sort of normalized toward the end, I think is the overall plot line of the day. Yeah, no, I, it, <laughs> I mean, Wake Forest putting up 70, they got to do what they got to do to stay. What? They're the, Hey, we're the cream of the crop, baby. Seven to no, they kind of are. No, they kind of are. I know. Them and them and uh, and did you see? I don't know if you guys noticed this. Miami stole some of the claw fence, and they're starting to do that now too. But the, the long ride, yeah. the, the long the long ride mesh, yeah, long ride where mesh. you you invite the slow ride, where you invite the defensive end to come within two inches of murdering you before giving the ball away, and you take it easy, absolutely. The walking the groom down the aisle <laughs> offense, <Yeah>. <laughs> which I really want to see that mesh point against Jalen Carter. I would, because he's just going to tackle both of them. Yeah, <laughs> more the more the merrier. I, like, <laughs> come here, like, come here, fellas. Just cave on Thibodeau is like, I mean, I this is what you're going to try. Sure, let's do it. Ooh, goodness, he and Will Anderson. Oh my God, like the two dudes right now who cannot be blocked, cannot. Won't, will not. Yeah, notice I said two dudes individually, as in each of them are an individual dude. If you ask me about Jordan Davis or Jalen Carter, th those are each one and a half dudes, at mm. least. Got it. Poss possibly two. Depends the blocks, on the play. The blocks per dude ratio is low for all, of, for all of these folks. When you're functionally playing 13 people on defense and six people along the defensive line, because two of them are the size of two people and move like two people who are both five-star recruits in the body of one. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you get. But see, sure, like, Wake's going to get there. I've just decided I'm giving up on a couple things. I keep giving up on Wake to lose. It's not going to happen. Wow. Ever? Ever. No. Okay. Is, <laughs> never again. Not even a pit. The, um, oh. Uh, conflicted loyalties there. So Wake Forest, 638 yards. Army, 595 yards. Time of possession, Wake Forest, 17 minutes. 70 points in 17 minutes. Seven of eight on third down. 458 yards through the air. Army has 416 yards on the ground. This is an absolutely perfect football game. This is like, in, in all the ways, Penn State, Illinois was a different kind of perfect. This is the epitome of two different types of football. And we love that this happened for no reason. Yeah, it was. Hey, yeah. It, it felt. I, I mean, I wrote down a bunch of like, I was like, oh, maybe this will be a chance to highlight Wake Forest defense in the week going forward. And I was like, well, <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> the passing defense. I guess the not. Wake Forest passing defense. I guess I'm going to just talk about Sam Hartman a lot is what, what's going to happen. <laughs> just, just Sam Hartman. <laughs> 
six TDs, five through the air, one on the ground. Sam is Sam is rapidly like I think this week I'm going to go ahead and publish the the uh, the list of BVP candidates. That's the Bradley Van Pelt Award for the most college football football player, meaning the guy who you go, man, he was awesome. He's not playing in the NFL. I mean, he's not. How did like he's like like Riley Skinner's got to be like pissed. <laughs> you, you, came, wow. you, came for the, you came for Riley Skinner's crown. <laughs> but wow. By the way, most disturbing reader like submission I've ever gotten is somebody goes, Hey man, that's cool. I like your website. Here's a picture of Riley Skinner naked. And I was like, No, delete. Oh yeah, no. I forgot about that. <laughs> Just every dong should be Skinner's. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That is what the site stood for. Every dong should be Skinner's. <laughs> I lived next door to his girlfriend uh, for a brief time. Well, now I think it's his wife now. So yeah, she was into photography, evidently. Did she take that picture? I have no idea, but you know what? If I got to start somewhere, <laughs> that'd be my first. Guess. I, mean, I hope. Hopefully, she took the picture. Uh, you that'd know, be a nice I, story. I, it would be a nice. It would be weird if it was like actually that was award-winning photographer Annie Leibovitz, and actually, it, was it was Jim Stone. Grobe. <laughs> yeah, it was Jim. That's that's so much worse. <laughs> um, yeah, no, Sam Hartman's coming for that crown. It's like greatest greatest Wake Forest QB of all time. Yeah, because he's absolutely bombing people into submission. I really don't know what to make with them other than to just go. They're really way better than they should be, which is kind of what you say about Army too. You just go, hey man, that sucks so bad because you went back and forth with Wake and you were like, hey, we dare you to score seventy. And they replied by saying, we would really like to score 70. Here you go. And now the next day, everyone on Army has to go and like do Army stuff. <laughs> that sucks so Oh, bad. yeah, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Wake Forest people have to go to class. That's it. But <laughs> they, Army people have, have, to, <laughs> have to do war they have, stuff. They have to go do preppy North Carolina things. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there's the a... Trees and stuff. There's a gate to get onto their campus. It was one of the most striking things in all of my visits. I was like, oh, wait, they're not. They're serious. They have a gate and a list. A list. Like, wow. Yeah. For like I, when I went for a visit, like they had I had to like check in with my ID to get onto the campus. Like there's a, there's a gate. It's like a, it's not like a entryway gate. Like when you go to like a, like a neighborhood that's not quite a gated community. It's just like a nice. We have this big thing here. This was literally like a. Security checks you in. That's how you get on campus. The whole I was like, this is wild. I think this that is, is Hogwarts. <laughs> like <laughs> we debated which which college is actually Hogwarts. This sounds the most like it. You got to go through the secret portal. It's not in the train station. It's you know you got to pick the right tree. I guess it it does have weird. It does have really weird tunnels underneath it. Demon there deacons. Are really weird steam tunnels. It's got demon demons. deacons. Yeah, this is e- this is easily our most goth university. Period is Wake Forest. Um, yeah. So uh, elsewhere in the ACC, something magical is happening. Uh, <laughs> after years and years of us calling for Pitt to be put in, um, the Pitt Panthers today defeating the local bully Clemson Tigers twenty-seven to seventeen, um, according to. FPI, ESPN's FPI, which uh, it tends it tends to be more predictive than Vegas, so let's say it does a pretty good job. They have a 58.6% chance of winning the conference, a 18.3% chance of winning out. Their most likely record is uh, between 10 and 2 and 11 and 1. Um, 
their their lowest win probability remaining is 80.5% against Virginia. For the rest of the way, Pitt is a heavy favorite. Um, And let me, let me, ah, I thought I pulled it up already. So FBI also has, it projects your chances of actually making the playoff. The Pitt Panthers, our adopted program on this show, currently have a 16% chance of making the playoff, according to FPI, and a 5.5% chance of reaching the national title game. The Pitt Panthers. Yeah. Uh, uh, how? How? <laughs> how? I mean, I know the answer. The, answer's Ken- the answer is that Kenny Pickett has evidently now achieved full pittsburgh galaxy brain he has applied the fries directly to his brain they have soaked in and have given him amazing pit panther powers where he understands space time the relations between quarterback and receiver all defenses that may be thrown at him every rule and nuance of football and in addition to that um all things pittsburgh an understanding of waterways bridges stuffed sandwiches and uh What's another Pittsburgh skill? Um, more sandwiches. More sandwiches. Apply more sandwiches. He understands all of these things. Apply sandwiches. That sounds like a button, like a in a in a, in a video game a list of commands. One of them is apply sandwiches. Felder, do you I'll have plot. like as the as the designated smart person here? Why is Pitt good? That's <laughs> my question. I think they've really bought into like just we're gonna have to do it offensively. Like, this isn't the defense they want to have. It's not the defense that Narduzzi has ever wanted. They don't have any of, like, the guys that they've had before. And they're like, I go, okay, I guess we're just going to score. And they do – what's crazy is I think Narduzzi <laughs> helps their offense work because they do all the stuff he would not like teams to do to him. Does that make mm, sense? Did he? Yeah, so he finally went to the dark side. Uh, he was finally like – he was finally like – Finally, I'll stop running the kind of offense that a defensive coach would want to run, and instead I will turn coat and I will start to pull all of the nastiest tricks I have on other defensive coordinators. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's that's that's the that's why they were able to score so much against Clemson. It's not like Clemson played bad. It was just they had a handful of plays that worked, and then when you get tired, it's hard. And I feel bad for Clemson. Like, I don't know what that locker room's like, but oof. If I played defense for Clemson, I'd be like, hey man, you guys have to do something. We need to talk. (laughs) (laughs) Clemson doesn't have anyone open. Like those receivers have no, no space between them and the DBs. It's gotten to the point where when they're out there, it looks like they're running like cling routes. Like, what do you do? Cling to that DB. Get up close to him. Huck up. That's what you do. It'll confuse them. Like, I mean, we had have, we have one long – there's a couple long passes that they attempted. They completed one of them. Shipley drops one inexplicably, essentially. They're not threatening on multiple levels. Pitt, for almost the entire game, had nine – they had 11 guys within nine yards of the line of scrimmage. Like <laughs> – <Wait, laughs> if, if I had told you that like a year and a half ago, you'd be like, yeah, they're cooked. Yeah. You're cooked. They just go, <laughs> they just go over the top. And now they just can't do anything. It's remarkable. So yeah, no, I'm. It's crazy to me. It's absolutely cuckoo bananas to see what they're doing. The um, my favorite moment in this game was 2016 when Pitt beat Clemson. Pitt had little business beating Clemson at the time. Um, Pitt's entire uh, 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 goal on offense was just to spam. Uh, shovel options. Yeah, just shovel, 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 shovel. Scored 43 points on a really good defense. 
Now, five years later, Clemson attempts that against Pitt. Pitt picks it off and runs it back for a touchdown. Yeah, it's district. <laughs> Clemson. <laughs> Clemson. This is like this is like the epitome of Clemson is in ACC hell right now. They can't even beat Pitt with Pitt's own shit. Well, it's it, it's like it's levels though. Think about this because this is like double extra bad because Clemson did that to Alabama in the national championship game. Mm-hmm. Alabama runs a play against Clemson that they shut down. Then Clemson turns around, runs the exact same play, scores a touchdown, and it's like, oh, we learned this from uh, Pitt, just so you know. We <laughs> like all of our bad habits. Where did you learn that? We learned it from Pitt. <laughs> we learned it by watching Pitt. And then they go back and they're like, oh, don't worry. We can try this against them this time. Oops, sorry, not going to happen. We Guess what? We remembered that play. <laughs> we learned. Mm-hmm. We got better. <laughs> I love that because it's like completely different roster, locker room, everything, but the institutional memory is soaked into the field at Heinz Field. <laughs> the pit, yeah, so much, so much metaphorical catch of pit panthers on that, yore. on that brain dog, that brain sausage covered in all of that residual memory mustard. Yes, we're going yeah. to make every single pit metaphor about meat. Ah. Just get ready for it. Their airport, by the way, if you've ever traveled through Pittsburgh. Their airport really does smell like meat, like just redolent of delicious sausages. Hmm. Yeah, at least the terminal I went through, I was like, you're kidding me. Mm-hmm. Man. It was like tube meat in here. Felder, I hear you gasping. What's going on? Am I going to have to buy flow football to watch this Hawaii game tonight? <laughs> Brother, we are all watching Hawaii on flow football tonight. <laughs> are you going to pay $16 to watch it? Yes, you are. Yeah, I think so. Jeez, do it for Bob Kikala. I mean, if I do could spend, if I can send fifty dollars to Ryan last week, I think I can do this. Let's talk about one more game okay. before we uh, start looking at reader submissions. That's going to come up next. We actually asked y'all some questions, which we can answer live on air through the magic of technology. <laughs> at least twentieth century um, technology that allows us to answer these questions. <laughs> So we should discuss um, Oklahoma beat Kansas. That sounds normal. It sounds very normal so far. But uh, yeah, no. But no, it, it, in fact, <laughs> it was pretty. It was pretty abnormal for a while. Um, Kansas really looked like they might pull this thing out. Um, it came down to Kansas was up. Kansas led seventeen fourteen in the fourth quarter. So Oklahoma started scoring, and one of these scores was aided by Caleb Williams doing possibly the most backyard football thing I've ever seen in a real regulation game when mm-hmm. on a fourth down try, the running back was stuffed, and uh, forward progress was uh, or quite arguably coming into play. Caleb Williams took the ball from his runner and proceeded to gain the first down. Um, my favorite detail of the play was the Jayhawk who tackled Caleb Williams sat there and, and held his hands up it, it, like literally shrugging immediately after the tackle like what what the hell just happened no one knew what happened <laughs> <laughs> referees confe- convened and just sort of they just sort of agreed like too dope count it yeah like are you confused by this play yes i am in the middle of this play and i am still confused by it that's why it's, <laughs> that's why it's a beautiful game the people playing it don't even understand what's happening like a good 20 percent of the time it's magnificent like that. This play should not be allowed and it should be illegal. That's another one that I wrote down in my notes. That's not, this isn't allowed. <laughs> you just, you can't. Just no. 
No, that's, are you kidding me? His forward progress was stopped. What is the definition of forward progress going forward? And he certainly wasn't going <laughs> forward. He was going backwards. His arm went forward to hand the ball to his teammate who was already in front yeah. of him, which that part additionally was like, shouldn't this count as a forward lateral? Um, that's not it, cool. You know, shouldn't this count as a forward pass, basically? They're like it, it, it got very philosophical for several minutes there. It's bad, and it was not good, and I will fight about it every – like, I don't care. Like, it's not – like, this was not a good play. And I get it. You want to stay in your – you know, like, you stay in the playoff run or whatever, but literally, this is a joke, and it's not good, and I'm – I am mad about it. I don't have as much energy as I had earlier in the day, but I'm not thrilled with how this played out. And I am going to complain about it probably for the next two or three weeks, and it's going to be a play that sticks in my mind. That shouldn't have been allowed. It's not fair. It's on there with the Michigan play, which also shouldn't have been allowed. The Michigan-Northwestern play where the Haskins kid's able to get a first down after he got stopped after a four-yard gain. It's not. That shouldn't be allowed. And then Oklahoma State has the same play. They Their guy pulls him across. The running back's laying on top of – or the wide receiver's laying on top of the offensive lineman's body, and he pushes him across the line to gain. They don't give them a first down. I kind of like, I kind of like that because that implies that – you could lay down three, four, five different linemen in a row and simply roll the running back along them. Yeah. And as long as the running back is m keeping some notion of forward momentum, you could just be pushing them along like a moai on logs, right? Yeah. Like a big Easter Island statue. Just yeah. And then the good idea. Once you get off the last guy, he gets up and goes moves to the front of the line, mm -hmm. and, and really just keep doing it the whole time. You know, I really hate that I said that out loud because there's the slim chance that David Shaw will hear it and go, well, that's a pretty sound idea. I like that. <laughs> Maybe that <laughs> could involves, be the whole offense. It involves ancient statues that don't budge ancient, anymore. Oh, yeah, mm, ancient statues. Mm -hmm. mm, can't wait for that. Kirk Ferentz is listening. Yeah, Kirk, <laughs> I'm hearing it. I'm hearing it. How wild is it we had a, a 9 OT 2018 game in Iowa? Was, uh, Iowa, Iowa wasn't was involved. Just see them. No. And he's just sitting at home hating life. Just like, that could have been us. Could have been us. Should have, I'll show him. I'll show him next week. I'll show him next week. <laughs> Listen, the man in the first four years of his career hit 6'4". Where, where do you go from there? <laughs> I think, I really, I really think this is as Big Ten as 6'4". Like, it's hard to top uh, a team having only two safeties and nearly winning anyway. I don't know if that'll ever be topped in terms of Big Tenness, but like, this is right up there. <laughs> it's so close. I mean, it is. It is like in terms of. And by the way, you're gonna go. Well, that's not fair. Shut up. It's completely fair. It's completely fair to say that that's what Big Ten ball is, historically speaking. A dinosaur fight, two sure. Cro-Magnons sitting there headbutting each other until one of them passes out. Don't don't make that part of the brand and then shy away from it. No, 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 no. The Northwestern started in offensive innovation when they adopted the spread. Horseshit. It happened years before. <laughs> years before. Northwestern made a pretty coherent version of it that they exploited and became very popular. But that wasn't it. That wasn't what sparked the spread revolution. Okay. Well, what if, you what have if a people number, said Purdue? A number of malignant Big Ten hacks who are totally on board with this myth, and it is completely inaccurate. What if people said Purdue? Oh, I'm way more friendly to that because they ruled. <laughs> like Purdue was the least big they were like the least Big Ten team about the spread ever. Right? Yeah. Joe Tiller just went ham with it. It's like he, Joe Tiller was happy. Hey Drew, go do your thing. 
And then, then yeah, Drew. And then sell. We'll, we'll throw sell Advocare. <laughs> Look what we'll happens when the Big Ten Big Ten goes spread. Advocare. Is it Advocare or Amway? Uh, is there a difference? Ad, it's ad, I'm sorry, sir. Advocare. <laughs> ad, it's Advocare that Drew Brees presents. I don't think Amway has sponsored a bowl game yet. Yeah, why not? We've had a bowl game sponsored by a cryptocurrency. Yeah. We've had a bowl game sponsored by a uh, lawnmower company. An, ex- an no. extremely, I'm sorry, the bad boy lawnmower company. <laughs> Not just any lawnmower company, but by... the lawnmower they don't let you buy unless someone writes you a note that says you are a very bad boy. <laughs> but, uh, half of bowl season sponsored by the military industrial complex, which might include, <laughs> it might include bad boy mowers. I don't know if they count as troops, but they should, darn it. Yeah, like if we expand the notion, well, and if we expand the notion of troops, we've had a first, we've had a, a first responders poll, right? Yes, because they're the expanded definition of troop. Yes, we just add them on, right? Yeah, and I have seen like um, flags with like a, a pizza sauce in the middle for our, our brave um, pizza delivery pe- persons, and we've had four or five pizza bowls, so count them as troops too. That can't be real. <laughs> That's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how sincere it is, but... Uh, Michael Felder, I ask, who has responded first more in your life? <laughs> Paramedics <laughs> or the pizza man? The pizza man has come through way more times for me. Ooh, I mean, gravity of the situation. I've had a lot of pizza guys let me down, but the paramedics wow. have pretty have showed up pretty hard for me as a, as, as a guy who woke up in the hospital a few times because he fell down the stairs at the club. <laughs> You said a few. T- How many times did this happen? Uh, three, three times. <laughs> that's that's too too many. Yeah, <laughs> one. I'll give you one. Yeah, two times stairs. One time I, I tripped on the. Anyone that's ever been to Chapel Hill, you know we got those uneven bricks, and mm, uh, they'll get you. They're dangerous. So yeah. first responders all the way, and there's nothing like um, pee in your pants in a hospital. <laughs> It's true. It's true. People are saying it more and more. 11.42 p.m. on the East Coast. Michael Felder, there's nothing like peeing your pants in the hospital. Writing that one down. Losing your cell phone and trying to remember anyone's number that's Uh, not your mom. So so Spencer is taking notes Felder style on Felder's um, medical history. It seems we have going on here. Yeah, no, his is way more impressive than mine. I thought mine was good. Hell no. It's way better. Well, I mean, those were they uh, were fine. Those were that was just like concussion stuff. That wasn't like the. I mean, I don't. We don't have to get into this because it's all. We also would get into first responders with police who drove me home. So we don't have to do that too. <laughs> or asking my mom for forty dollars of cash to pay a cab driver. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think we're going to. Uh, we can go ahead and queue up some. Let's queue up some reader questions, if we could do that. Some listener questions, since I can't remember which hole in the head this is going through. Um, I would like to choose the question from, uh, it's not really, this is from, from at, so let's say, which is, explain this, which was a, a screenshot. Now, this evened up, uh, this was from Texas A&M versus South Carolina, 443 yards to 15 yards. Now, I think that they eventually climbed to the halcyon heights of 
84 yards. They might have gotten to 100 total yards. They did. But exp- but explain this. I will use Shane Beamer's own words. Uh, they got like a thousand five stars. They're real good. <laughs> They're real good. Damn. That's it. This is going to be South Carolina's whole year, y'all. This is really what it should look like, given what they have good. on the roster. They should go to Texas A&M, and they should have like 84 total yards of offense. I mean, they might do that if they play Texas. I don't know if they play them, but this is what texas a&m yeah they played them to, they played them today and it went very poorly oh yeah you said they should go to texas a&m i was like wait do they play them but then yeah oh. no 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 yeah <laughs> they don't have to play them again they don't have to play them again <laughs> your prize for losing this badly to texas a&m is to play them again give, you can rest now gamecocks we're giving you a redo yeah, this is <laughs> that would be like if college football were run by uh the kitchen emperor of Iron Chef, right? Your secret ingredient is more Texas A&M. Yeah, was... <laughs> Chairman Kaga, if we could just you know. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Gordon Play them Ramsay. Again. <laughs> Play them again. Good. Uh, yeah, they did get up. They did actually get a respectable. They did a, actually get well over. They, I think they almost got 200 yards of total offense in garbage time. So. That's a lot of garbage time. <laughs> That's a lot of. Hey, listen, they were riding at six yards for a really long time. They were. They were. I mean, when you throw Zeb Nolan out there, anything can happen. That's Zebulia, not Zebulon. Really? Like yeah, he's a Zebulia. What? That's not a name. Yeah. Wow. It, it it is now. You know who said so? South Carolina. That's, That's right. Uriah. That's like half the names in the Hebrew Bible combined into just one name. Yeah, it's just it's like stew. You, just, you, you stick your spoon in, you get what you get. <laughs> um, I think a thing we discovered with a call for questions on Saturday night is um, most of them are just like, that weird thing happened. And it's like, yes, confirm. You were seen and acknowledged and affirmed that weird thing happened. What weird mm-hmm. things? Uh, so there was, uh, you know, Penn State, Illinois, <laughs> for one, a lot, uh, basically a lot of people just wanted to make good and sure we discussed, uh, Penn State, Illinois. I'd and... like to petition the court to, ob- to eject that from our brains. <laughs> we'll see about that. Motion granted. Like, like literally like, cause here's the thing. We're all going to do radio this coming up week, right? We're going to have to do some radio and we're going to have to talk about stuff. And I'd like to just, the first thing I say, be like. We don't have to talk about this. Let's buy some time back. Talk about something that matters because all we don't have to do this. It wasn't fun for anyone. Nobody liked it. And by the time Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday rolls around, all the jokes will have been made. Hmm. Hmm. But some of those jokes will be zeros and we need to keep going until we hit jokes that are twos. And that might take a long time. See, you've already made that joke and see nobody, nobody else should get to make it. Ah, you're right. <laughs> I have one from at Nathan Gertz, which is, is Kenny Pickett's transformation into a god more surprising than when it happened to Joe Burrow? Also, would Spencer get a pit tramp stamp if they won the national championship? <laughs> I actually have to take this very seriously because I want you to know I take pit very seriously. Um, and all things pit panther. Uh, no, I would not get a pit tramp stamp if they won the national championship because I, I feel like that would be 
if somebody's that close to it, like if somebody can see the pit tramp stamp on my ass, I don't really want to give them, or just north of my ass, right, in the north ascular area, mm-hmm. I don't really want to give them false ideas about what I am because if somebody feels that passionately about pit, they're probably like, ah, at last, someone who feels as deeply about pit football as I do. And I, I don't want to lie. I don't. I respect pit. I love pit. I'm not tramp stamp in love with pit. Hmm. I mean, I just think if you get pit tattooed above your butt crack, it is basically like an arrow of like, this is the pit. <laughs> the pit above the pit. Yeah. I feel like, Spencer, do you, do you think that perhaps going ahead and getting that tattoo might give you that level of love for pit? Like, do you think the problem is maybe that you haven't committed enough to pit and that this could get you across the line? True skin in the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe like, is it, I don't know if that's how it works. I don't think, hmm. I don't think enthusiasm for something is necessarily dermally transmitted, right? I don't think if you inject it into your skin, it actually does anything. Like I have two Michigan tattoos. I'm perfectly happy not really sort of talking about Michigan a whole lot if I don't have to, because one, they don't want me to. They want me to ignore everything this year, right? Until they get to the exact, like, I think Michigan wants me to acknowledge that they have a 2021 season when there are three seconds left and a 10 point lead against Ohio state. That's when they, that's when I'll be like, and Michigan has played football. Mm-hmm. That's they're, they're taking this safely, but I have two Michigan tats and I'm, I'm happy to hold that back. Whereas I have zero Florida tats on my body. And right now I feel passionately enough about Florida to commit actual violence. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I don't think that's what's going to get me keyed up for Pitt. Okay. <laughs> if Pitt wins uh, I the do national wanna... title, I'll get a Pitt tattoo. Probably not that one. Yeah, you don't you don't want the tramp stamp. Probably not. I mean, it. I I, I don't. What would be the best Pitt tattoo? Very often. Uh, sound off in the comments for the for the Pitt tattoo. I should get. <laughs> I think I, Tyler... I would probably go super weapon because that's our thing. The the, the Pitt Death Star. Yeah. I'd probably get a Pitt Death Star. Could I get Tyler Palco on a Pegasus? Like Tyler yeah. Palco riding a Pegasus. Acceptable. Yeah, yeah that's easy. Yeah. Call me, what would you get? Call Felder? me crazy, but I'm just going to get a, a tattoo of Larry Fitzgerald's face. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's a dope tat. I think that's great. <laughs> Is he going to have the ascot that, that he wore, that he always wears? Yeah, I know. I bought, you know, I bought a couple of those. You have you're, ascots? Yeah. You're an ascot guy? Uh, I'm delighted. They tried to make me wear um, ties. When they made this the new deal that was Sinclair with Bally's, and I was like, I'm not wearing ties. I'll get, I got a, so I bought a bolo tie and I bought an ascot. And uh, <laughs> the next time we have to do tie stuff, that's what I'm throwing on. Nice. Most people, when they go smart ass tie, they go like bow tie. But you've gone both levels beyond. Yes. Like bolo tie is a step beyond bow tie, and then all the way to ascot. We oh, love yeah. it. Especially, listen, I've got a big neck. Like an ascot's perfect because you don't have to button your shirt up. Oh, listen, that, I might have to look into that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, I want to double up here and go to friend of the program, uh, Lolo Fanarski. Uh, this is not a question, more of a comment. Also, a guy at my bar tonight was visibly distraught, asked if he was okay, and he said he lost 2,100 on Indiana, Ohio State. Okay. What the okay. fuck? To everyone listening to this, if you think you have a bad idea for a business, um, <laughs> a man put $2,100 on Indiana, Ohio State. How is that possible? <laughs> I, 
like I said, if you think you have a bad idea for a business and you're scared to do it, go ahead and do it because you are you're, whatever it is, it's a better idea than putting twenty one hundred dollars on anything that will lose in Indiana, Ohio State. That doesn't. You I, could just keep your twenty one hundred dollars. There you go. You already have twenty one hundred more dollars. Put it in the, a low um, yield. The savings spread account. in this. The spread was twenty one. <laughs> Ohio State won by forty seven. <laughs> Did he bet on Indiana to cover? I guess. I mean, that would have, that would be the losing bet. Have you or, watched Ohio State? I don't think. I'll be honest. I don't think a lot of people have. I don't think a lot, a of, lot people of people have been gave watching up on Ohio State, and yeah, like now they're horrifying. Yeah, right. Yeah, they're a monster. Like it's crazy to watch them play. They've retooled their defense. They've cut these fresh. Like they've turned these freshmen loose on people on defense, and those dudes are hunters. And it makes all the other, like the older players, have to be better. It's wild to watch the way that these guys play football. Like one of my producers was like, um, he's like, isn't it crazy that Ohio State's ranked ahead of Oregon? And I was like, have you seen them? They're better than Oregon now. If they played again, they would eat them for lunch. This would be a scary proposition. I don't know what Chris Olave is eating or drinking or what he's doing. But the way that, I think it was the last touchdown that he scored, the way that he just kind of hangs in the air. It's criminal. Like somebody deserves to go to jail for that. Like it's not fair to anyone. It looked like he looked like like Jordan when Jordan did the under the thing. It was insane. It's nuts how he's able to do that. Like wh- how? Why? For not a tall receiver, how can you do this? No, Chris Olave has big. If you bump into him, it would hurt a lot. Vibes. Uh-huh. You know the kind of guy who, when you accidentally bump up against him, you're like, oh god, you feel like furniture. Yeah. So so do those two running backs. The two. Mm-hmm. Henderson and, and Mayan Williams, both of those guys. It's like, oh, because they remind me of like, it's like, uh, what's his name from BC? Garo, but like with like mm-hmm. even more speed. And it's like, oh, this is just, oh, somebody threw a ball of like, you remember when you were a kid and you used to put like um, nails in a in like a tennis ball as like your weapon? No. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> you know, I'm so- <laughs> Remember when you used to put gasoline in a bottle and stuff a rag at the top and light it? Well, it was like the two things. The two that you did, you either put like a bunch of match heads in a tennis ball and you tried to throw it so it like hit up, light up, and be like a fireball. Or you put oh, nails shit. through it. <laughs> what? I did Michael not know tennis it. balls were. <laughs> are you from, are you secretly from Kinston? No. Are you from, are you from North Carolina, Sparta? No, I like we did like, and then you put nails in there and like, maybe you put a string on it so you can swing it. Like it's like, this Holy is, shit. this is a thing like that a, other like kids did. Like a flail? Did. Yeah. Like a, like a mace. Uh huh. This is not a thing. Okay. Other people did this in the chat. Tell, tell people that everybody, this is normal. It's not weird. Yeah. It's a little Fo- weird. Folks, although folks, folks reply with how normal it is to do this. Although I will say we did have like uh, there was this enormous like this pair of trees that had enormous bushes around it and people on the playground would rig it so that there would be booby traps if you moved toward it. So like they'd rig the briar so that if you stepped across the briar would like whiplash back in yeah. your face. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's all in the same I, zone. It's in the same. Well, yeah, except, you know, like ours is more saw related, right? Like <laughs> I have a challenge. Walk over here closer to the bush. How much? <laughs> how much blood will you shed to live? <laughs> Yeah, you're like it's like eight drops, but I'm crying. How much? How much blood will you shed to get this frisbee that went over here? <laughs> the answer in your town was evidently all of it. Like I will die for that frisbee. I will put nails into a tennis ball for that frisbee. It was just like a like you know you watch these movies, you come up with these like I don't know, man. I I, I don't I don't think I'm that crazy. I think a lot of people did it. 
<laughs> Felder, I um, I, I'm I'm reading in the Discord where multiple people have said you're a Fallout character. <laughs> <laughs> It is generally agreed that this is awesome, but not necessarily uh, typical. Somebody said they did cue balls in socks. Somebody said they I've heard of that. I've heard of that. I had a I had a relative who that was their home defense system was the cue ball in socks. So yeah, I'm familiar with that one. Yeah, we say those are just fun. Like you know, I think. Anyways, the point I'm making is tackling those guys is like trying to catch one of those things. That's the only point here. Yeah, that's a great point because that sounds like a horrible time. So. That's an excellent way of putting it. And Ohio State is probably the most terrifying team that nobody is watching right now. Like, absolutely horrifying. And no one's paying attention to them. Oh, people are now saying, don't mess with in the bleachers. Like, listen, here's the thing. I don't have any of these things now. <laughs> yeah, but you have the capability still. I still remember. <laughs> yeah, of course, I still remember how to make them. Of course. And the, the, matches, in the, the matches in the tennis ball never work. It's never worked for anyone. Okay. There's a John. There's a whole John Wick sequence where you're taking a sledgehammer <laughs> to the concrete in your the floor of your home, and you dig up all <laughs> your old balls. shit, and you and you open it up, and it's just tennis balls covered in nails. <laughs> Going back to the old me. <laughs> you think? Listen, people keep asking if I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and actually, what a horrifying film if it was just you killing dudes by throwing tennis balls laced with nails at them. You're like, oh, that's gonna give me tetanus this it's is gonna take several hundred of those to kill me this is michael felder in john wickenrow yeah. <laughs> well, that's the same. that was it that's the same as like when you steal like when you used to steal stuff from construction sites and like put it all together and sure. make weapons sure sure yeah i remember that yeah when i was in mad max <laughs> oh this is the second time i reference going on the construction sites because you wanted to try to see if you could get this tennis ball to stick in like the frame of a house and see if that would work. And then you would take the two by fours and you would try to build ramps with the two by fours and the plywood. Like it's all, that's just regular. Okay. Kitchen. I, I hear you on the ramps thing. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Yeah. That's we, definitely we shot. We shut out the windows of construction trucks with Ooh. BB guns. Oh, yeah. Wow. Well, the problem. Yeah. That's the way prob- worse the than problem me. Is, it was that's way true, worse, but it is true. The, pro- the problem is that we popped one while there was a guy in one yeah, and he, and, uh, he listen. Construction workers are way more fleet of foot than you think. Oh yeah, like yeah, they they were ready to beat our ass. Dude, yeah, I shot out the window of a Cadillac on accident with a BB gun, but I was <laughs> I was t- whose cat whose Cadillac? My was friend's it? neighbor, and I was like twenty five. It is <laughs> it is very funny that shooting stuff with a BB gun just registers as like ah, it's mischief. But like for some reason, the medieval tennis ball is like oh, that's shocking. But like. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just very funny what what yeah what counts as damage a certain way yeah i guess i just want a real quick note uh if if we are going to punish uh the cincinnati bearcats for goofing around with navy yeah um no no real shame in that it's it's hard to blow out a uh a flex bone academy most you know it's, it's very difficult to do it yeah if we're gonna do that to cincinnati let's do that to oklahoma as well because they do that shit every week Oklahoma. Every Oklahoma week. tries to lose every single week. Rank Oklahoma fifty eighth, something like that. If you go ahead and discount Cincinnati because of one ugly game. No, I, I don't think you should discount them. I think listen, it's they played the game they had to play. They got the win. Their offense is still as just okay as it's been all year, right? Like it's they're okay. They're okay yeah. on offense. If it doesn't click and I mean, I think we can all see Ritter being very frustrated at times with how things are going. 
and just like, why won't you just do the thing I want you to do? But they're fine. And they did a really good job on defense. They did a really good job. That's all you can ask from them. I mean, you can't ask yeah. for a team to be anything it isn't. Like, we've hit that point in the year yes. where you go, that's that's about what you are. This is your business model. You can't get mad at Starbucks for not selling hot dogs. Actually, you can. I think you should get mad because sometimes it'd be pretty dope to have a hot dog at Starbucks. I'm not going to lie. But it's not part of their business model. Like, why are you going to get mad at uh, at Oklahoma for being the team that almost loses because this apparently is their business model this year that's what they're going to do they're going to fuck around they're going to make mistakes and then they're going to pull it out of the fire because they have more talent than you generally speaking that's and they figure some stuff out and that you know how they're going to lose they're going to lose uh by like three points when they don't do that one time they're not going to get blown out they're not yeah this is this is who they are like georgia uh, it would be stunning to me if Georgia lost by like if Georgia lost a game. It would be even more stunning if they lost a game by like seventeen. That would be yes. absolutely mind bending to me. Yes, it, it, if they right if they get to the point where the deficit for them is that big. Well, you know who we're talking about. Like that's the same thing with Clemson, right? Yeah, Clemson's defense is really really good. They have this insurmountable deficit that they just because of their offense they can't overcome. Which, by the way, I don't know what they were doing today. Like, their whole – I don't – who cares? We don't have to rehash that. We already <laughs> talked about it. But I think it's the same thing. Like, your defense is so good, they are going to play a near-flawless game, and the offense just has to make up for a couple mistakes. And yeah, the thing I always think about is a touchdown is one play. Like, it, yes, it can be a drive, and it can be – what did we see? Who had an eight-minute drive today? Somebody had an eight-minute drive, and I was like, holy crap. You're really doing Illinois it. I had one. And yes. And I'm like, holy crap, you're really doing it. But like, it could also just be one play, a, a kick return, punt return, whatever. And so I think about like Cincinnati's never going to be a player two away from having a chance to win a football game. And I think the same thing holds true with Georgia, which Georgia literally won a football game on one play. Yeah. The Clemson game, they won yeah. the Clemson game on one play. Mm-hmm. A defensive then, play. Yeah. Yeah, but that's 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 why I get into that mindset of it being one play because it doesn't mean that your offense has to score or go on this long drive or get this thing done. It can be your defense, it can be your special teams, it can be anything. And if you're only one play away, that's very different than what Oklahoma the the holes that they dig themselves into, where they're like, oh, we have to score 17 points in eight minutes. Get on your horse and ride, boys. Yeah, I mean, I, anybody who has waited until the last second to do an assignment understands Oklahoma's quandary they are they are forever okay man listen I got some I got some Vivance I got eight cups of coffee and I have seven hours we're gonna make some magic happen this project's due tomorrow yeah let's roll my thing is I appreciate Oklahoma their entertainment value they've been the most entertaining team in the country and for that I welcome them because I don't care who's good or bad my thing is just if we're going to criticize Cincinnati for this then we must criticize Oklahoma tenfold fine. for this. Fine, <laughs> agreed. We can we can totally do that. Like, and you can be a very, you can be a really really good team and also have like a bad day. You can you can have a bad day, but like even your bad days are going to look like you, right? They're going to look like you. Yeah. They're going to like they're not going to be atypical. It's not like George is going to have a bad day because they come out and pass the ball sixty five times. You know, yeah. It's not like they're like, you know what Stetson Benton's great passion in life is? The air raid offense. So we just thought we'd give him a shot. 
Let him, let him just, you know, run mesh 30 times. They're not going to do that. Even their losses are going to be very much in character. Like I, like Alabama this year, Alabama's a very, very good football team. Alabama has some, I think, obvious like deficiencies that you can pick out and go, hey, this Lamborghini's rearview mirror falls off. That's really where you're at with Alabama always, right? Is you're like, yeah. hey, this Italian sports car uh, has a really weird car radio, right? Like, I don't like the interface. That's where you're at. You're nitpicking basically because they can win every game they're just going to occasionally have those games where every mistake goes there you know goes against them no i i I think you're right and the big thing with alabama is i think nick saban is stuck in this weird vortex of the team that he has versus the team that he wants and he wants he wants the defense to be better like it's wild to watch the way that he talks to the defense versus the way he talks to the offense like the offense he's like encouraging and coaxing and even though he gets (laughs) he does get he gets mad with the false starts which they shouldn't be having he gets mad about that but it's nowhere near the way that he's like actively engaged with especially specifically that secondary right like watching him talk to battle and and talk to job and talk to the rest of those guys watching him talk to them is like he's like i know you can do this you should be better than this why can't this happen we should be doing x y and z this has to be better and so he's got a team the team that he has is a team that's an offensive forward team. And the team that he wants is for these defensive players that he knows can be really, really good to do their job in the back end. And he's trying to figure out how to get them there. But it probably drives him insane to think that, like, the thing that he's supposed to be known for and good at is the most vulnerable, worst part of his team. And I'm not yeah, saying that – and, and it's not to say that they're bad. I'm not saying they're bad. But there, there's a level of vulnerability that comes with playing in the secondary – where is it Wilkes or Wilkins, I think, doesn't drive a post, battle vacates because he's reading the quarterback, gets the ball inside, they get a long touch, they get a long play, and he's like, what are you doing? Versus how do we keep having false starts? Hey, we got to get on the same page. You get, do you see the way he fake close talked Bryce Young? Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, no, like right up in his grill. It's, like it's right very much the, the Gordon Ramsay, uh, oh, oh, no, oh, no, gorgeous. <laughs> that is. is Bryce Young. And then with the defense, it's you fucking donkeys. Like, it is very <laughs> much exactly what you're saying, Felder, where, like, you can tell his heart, his passion is on defense. And with offense, he's just sort of like, I don't know, don't don't freak them out. Don't, you know. Don't uh, scare them. Don't, don't scare them. <laughs> gentle, gentle. These are creatures I don't understand. These offensive people. I think that also might be playing good cop, bad cop with Bill O'Brien because Bill O'Brien's not exactly like, not exactly the most sanguine guy when it comes to coaching his offense. So he's probably like, hey, listen, you got a hard ass most of the week. I'm good, Nick. I'm gentle <laughs> Uncle Nick. I'm the one who talks to Aaron Suttle's kid and goes, hey, so I finally get to meet the boss. This is the best you've acted since we've got here. If you didn't see Aaron Suttle. I saw. Uh, reporter. Yeah, reporter who covers Bama. Uh, on the beat had his kid in the press conference massively cute uh occurrence where he gets that and nick sees the baby and it's like you know aaron's like i'm sorry i'm sorry nick's like no no it's your best behavior yet if this is how it's going to be you should bring him to every conference i want to propose that this version of saban that we see talking to the offense we change one letter in his name this is nice saban (laughs) or niece okay okay (laughs) Makes makes no sense. Doesn't go anywhere. I just had to say it. It was in my brain. <laughs> and Nick Saban. And then Nick Saban's the one who's like, you bastards. 
<laughs> Learn to drive a post. Do you want to take one more question, Jason? If you got one, sure. No, no, I mean, you or were take you calling one. for I'm... me to take one? <laughs> yes, yes. If, if you have one, I did one not more, have one take... called up, but uh, let's see, let's see. You fucking dumb idiots. Yeah, I know. Sorry. 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 <laughs> I like the Felder is clearly watching something, by the way, and says, you fucking dumb idiots. And to anyone listening to this, he's like, says that. And anyone listening to it is like, yeah, man. Yeah. No. ECU just forced a fumble on Houston, and then they just fumbled the ball. And all you had to do is just run. There's space there to run. Tuck the football. Instead, Allers fumbles the football. I think ECU got it back, but good grief, man. What a... You're down by seven with six minutes to play. You're already inside the red zone. Score a touchdown. Uh, Felder, I just want to ask, is that as dumb as not spiking the ball and running out your field goal unit like Colorado State did? Yeah, that was... Against Utah State? I mean, that... It, it's, it's, not, it's not as dumb because they just scored a touchdown, so that's better. <laughs> and then blaming your players? I can't understand that at all. I don't, under, yeah. I don't understand it. I don't understand how it happened. Like, I don't understand how nobody was like... It's not going to work. Like, we're all watching from afar, and we can see that it's not going to work. How do they not see that it's not going to work? I mean, they did get the kickoff, which was kind of amazing. But, oh, my God. A terrible, terrible, terrible end game situation for Colorado State, caused entirely by their coach, Steve Adazio, who had a similar situation a couple of years ago at Boston College, yep. where with 13 seconds left uh, and down 3-0 to Wake Forest, that's undefeated Wake Forest, greatest team in the world. Um, they ran the ball with 13 seconds and no timeouts. Yep. Wake Forest players wisely just lolled about the place, just like, oh, took us so long, so long to get up. Oh, so tired. And by the time they got the ball snapped to try to spike, time had elapsed yep. and they lost the game 3 0. So here is a question thing. A lot of people have asked us questions tonight about Brady Hoke. Um, for a few reasons, Brady Hooks, uh, San Diego State Aztecs are seven and zero, having defeated Air Force, uh, ranked one of their one of the, uh, on pace for one of their best seasons ever. Um, and one of our co-hosts, Ryan Nanny, um, made a little bargain a, a few weeks ago, which was if San Diego State were to reach seven and zero, Ryan would do an entire episode in Brady Hook voice. And I think we're going to need uh, some stipulation checks to see when that actually kicks in. Um, this is so just you know we're 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 aware of this. We're we're aware that this is now on the table. That this card has this die has been cast, and we'll just have to see when it actually kicks in. Um, the other thing is San Diego State, their punter. Holy fucking shit! This is my Heisman guy. I don't have a vote, but uh, Matt Areza, San Diego State punter. Um, as god tier as a punter can be we thought we found in Braden man of texas a&m a few years ago how good a punter a college punter could possibly be we were this wrong. dude is 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 it, it, it's it's like, I, I, this might be as good as a punter can possibly fucking be Braden man was averaging 50 uh, off the top of my head 50.8 i think yards per punt a few years ago and that was just insane that was incredible that was unfathomable this dude san diego state's punter is <laughs> over 53 yards a punt and that was before tonight when he unfurled a 78-yarder from his own goal line, and I think he had another 55-yarder later on, and he's not dropping touchbacks. Like, he's dropping perfect fucking dimes from anywhere on the field. Um, I think in terms of, like, value above replacement level, he's the best football player in the country. <laughs> like, tonight, 
tonight the man had five he only he only had five punts for two hundred and seventy-four. Fifty-four. He averaged fifty-four. His long was eighty-one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that's so he came in three yards ahead of the greatest college punter ever in terms of yardage. And then he went up. Yeah. It's fucking incredible. Five, four. And he's doing it for Brady Hoke, a guy who, if he had his his say, they'd punt on every drive, right? Like, if Brady Hoke had this guy at Michigan, he'd still be at Michigan. I mean. <laughs> we, we were in a hole, but then he kicked an 80-yard punt. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Listen, I, I get it. We talked about this last time. I am a... This is the type of football that I like. <laughs> I like this. I like this shit that everyone else hates, with the exception of the Penn State <laughs> Illinois because that was very bad. But I like this defense shit. I love it. I would live for this, and punting is a part of it. Punting is winning. You literally had to do a no, not like that, right? Like, yeah, yeah hell yeah, defense and punting, no offense. And then you saw Penn State Illinois, and you're like, no, not like not that. like that. No. That was bad. That was that was too much. Defense. <laughs> too much defense. No, it wasn't even too much defense. It was complete. <laughs> Their defenses weren't good. They just <laughs> – the offenses just – like those were teams that couldn't – if you if you played that game and they just they, – they both on their own sides played it over air. They played over air for an hour, 60 minutes. Neither one of those teams is going to score 30 points over air. Over- I kind of think um- – Penn State, Illinois, basically. But this might sum things up. Maybe, you know, if you, if you guys have more things to say, that's totally fine. But I feel like it's, it would sum up a lot of my day if we were to say Penn State and Illinois was like two guys throwing tennis balls full of nails at each other for about five <laughs> hours. <laughs> Is this actually hurting us? Yes. It's, are either of us winning this fight? No. No. We're just throwing tennis balls loaded with nails at each other. I... I do want to just shout out one person here real quick, and that's the lady in the Taco Bell commercial, who, if you've seen it, it's a commercial with young people frolicking. The lady in this Taco Bell commercial who, uh, while she is about to kiss her young beau who she has just met on a beach, hears the Taco Bell dong and immediately leaves to go destroy a taco by herself at Taco Bell at like three in the morning. And if that were my daughter, I would be so proud of her. Not because she had left this guy, but because she followed her bliss. She heard the call and she answered it. And the call in that case was to go absolutely maul a a loaded taco at Taco Bell because that's what she wanted. She saw something, she wanted it, and she went and she got it. I haven't seen this commercial. So she got dumped? No, no. No, no, no. They're about to have the... They're having this perfect romantic moment on the beach, about to kiss, and then she hears the bong, and she, nope. The tide knocks over a buoy, and the buoy has a bell on it. The bell hits, and she's like, ah, I I remembered my purpose. And she immediately leaves the scene. I like it. And she goes and gets a taco. It looks like she's walking barefoot, but she is, in fact, wearing very thin sandals, which is, again, a Taco Bell pro, because you know they won't serve you without shoes. Felder, you got any, you got any other final notes on the day? All right, let me see what I got. No, that you that you want to mention. Um, I mean, no, I mean, I think we're. I, I just, I want people to just realize the Ford Progress is bullshit completely, and <laughs> it's against the defense in such an egregious way that 
it's a way that needs to be righted. Like every rule is against the defense. Every like they tried to call targeting a guy in the Miami game when the guy tackled him with his whole chest. Like hmm. every rule is against the defense. Every rule is like it's all it's all bullshit and it's not fair. And Ford Progress is one of the worst rules in all of football that nobody ever talks about because everybody looks at their they look at football through the lens of them being the quarterback or them being on offense. And no one is like, like, how many times have we seen a running back get stopped, get pushed backwards, and they're like, oh, no, no, he goes up here. And then a running back gets stopped, and then the running the offensive line picks him up and carries him, and they're like, oh, no, no, he goes up here. So if we're going to talk final thoughts, that's my final thought. I think it's ridiculous. I hate it. Like, it's not fun for me at all. And, I'll, again, next two, three weeks, and if it keeps happening, I'll complain about it. The same way I complained a couple years ago when the pop pass was in vogue, and we had so many offensive linemen downfield blocking that went uncalled, which was ridiculous and bullshit. They amped up that rule. They need to amp up this rule. you got to put a leash on these puppies. <laughs> Bring back 20 to 13. 20 to 13. What's wrong with that? 2013 regulation. Regu- regulation. Sorry, regulation. No, not OT. Not OT. Yeah. yeah. My, only, my only final complaint is this. Iowa State had a TD that was called off the board due to an unsportsmanlike penalty that no one could exactly determine what was particularly unsportsmanlike about what it. What was that? Or There was a uh, little know. bit of high stepping. That was it. Who cares? Which, like, I don't. Not me. A little and a little. A little white. There been was more. A little, it was just terrible officiating. The crew. The crew in that game, by the way, had some howlers. Like absolutely, they did not have a good. Well, day. I guess I. They're all bad. Yeah. Like yeah, but the idea of taking off points points off the board for manners. Uh uh-uh. uh Yeah. No 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 no. It's a, This is not an exercise in manners. It's a game where you smash as fast as you can into each other all the time. And respectfully, Michael Felder. Yeah. Respectfully, without high stepping ever. And <laughs> no high stepping. And it's it's a, like it's been the one of the wildest things to me. And I, I know we're gonna go, but one of the wildest things to me is you know you're not allowed to cuss at refs in basketball and soccer. Mm-hmm. In football, every other thing you say to the ref is like, "Hey, man, that's fucking bullshit." <laughs> Are you kidding me? This is a joke. That is uh that is that is the worst like okay that is the worst theatrical performative rule in football for me the worst is still the touchback rule touchback rule is the dumbest goddamn thing oh, i love that rule it makes no yes yeah, it's, it's the worst <laughs> the worst fucking rule in football can i say i hate it when an offense when an offense is able to advance a fumbled ball i think that's fucked up yep. if you no, drop the ball fuck- no call i call the no, play dead back there where you dropped it you, I agree. You, you don't throw get... the ball five yards, and your guy picks it up and runs for a touchdown. I'm just no. You know what that is? That's that's the football. Like, hey, honey, I I got into a fight with the neighbor, and I burnt dinner, but I uh, I ordered pizza. Like, no, 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 no. Let's let's go back to the mm-hmm. other two things you screwed up. You don't get credit. Yeah, I solving. I like the touchback rule. It's a reward for the defense. Why are why are we giving anybody carrots? Again, this is more gestures and satisfying feelings. The defense does not need to be rewarded for anything. You get to line up and hit the dude in front of rewarded you. Rewarded for knocking the ball loose. Yeah, you forced the fumble. The fumble That's, went out of the end zone. They messed they did it wrong. They should be penalized for this. Why is there a phantom zone there? Because like, those are awesome. It's not a phantom like zone. <laughs> it's a very real zone. Shouldn't football be more mystical? We even have a name for that zone. It's called the end zone. <laughs> what's uh-huh. that's that sounds phantomy as hell the meet your end in the end zone it's there i 
most of the time the defense isn't even doing anything. No. It's the offense it's the offense making a mistake, reaching for the pylon and fumbling through. And isn't that a now, mistake? If you, you, you if, messed up. You did it bad. You tried too hard. You, you try you try this is again, this is this is punishing effort. You did it bad. This yeah. is again what what every sort of like calcified defense first crowback <laughs> like my beloved Michael Felder wants football to be right he's like oh he tried never do that did it never you, did, you know what you should have done so, you should have protected that football and went down at the you two should've... you should have went down at the two yard line get your ass you know what happens if you go down at the two the clock keeps rolling you go down at the two and then you live to play another play where you can get into the end zone and that's okay <laughs> what did you do you tried to do you were extra you went and you did more mm-hmm. what'd you do when you did love... more you gave it away <laughs> I love, I, I love that this is the sidewalk is ain't for fancy walking of football, right? Like, sidewalk <laughs> yeah. ain't for fancy walking. Who told you? Why you tried who, that effort? Who told who told you to jump in the air and try to jump over someone? Um, in the LSU Ole Miss game, Connor Connor goes to try to. I'm gonna I'm gonna get fancy here. I'm gonna jump it up. Oh, guess what? This linebacker just destroyed me. Knocks the ball out of my hands. Ball bounces in the end zone. Up, oh, it's their ball now. You messed up, man. You should have kept your feet on the ground. Why the hell do you do power cleans if you're going to just try to fly through the air? Superman doesn't do power cleans. That's insane. It's stupid. You do power cleans because you're not Superman. You stay on the ground where you belong, and you get, try to get into the end zone. That's the reality of the situation. And when you don't do it, guess what? We give the ball to the other team because you did it bad. Yeah, that's that's just like totally an emotional rule there's no what you, actual what do you think what do you think should happen if they snap a punt the punt and then the guy catches it and then gets tackled in the end zone what do you think should happen if the, the punter the punter drops the ball or kicks the ball out of the end zone what do you think should happen what if the punter what the punter is caught with the ball in the end zone yeah, that's a safety that's e- that's easy yeah that's a safety right, that's a safety so yeah if you do it that's all- a safety that's because that's because you did you did the end zone possession thing the completely wrong way. In fact, I actually argue a safety. A safety should just go ahead and be a full. I think safety has two points is bullshit. Yeah. I think safety should be a full score. I think so too. I agree with that. Right, because because that is that is to me the complete that that is the demonstration of incompetence on the part of the offense it's... that you are so bad at this, or that the defense has been so good at this that they went ahead and fucked up. And gave up a full score. I think that's what I agree, be. and I think this is not as bad as that. But this is also incompetence and a lack of ball security. And you should be punished. <laughs> you should get punished, and you should have to pay for it. Because here's the reality: if you didn't fumble or you recovered that fumble, it would be what? It would be a touchdown. But instead, you fumbled and you fucked up so bad. At the time, at the promised land, the place that everyone wants to be, <laughs> you fucked up. You screwed this up so bad. So we just, so we just give the. the here's We're the giving thing, it back way, to that them. I, that I absolutely hate. That the defense demonstrates no recovery on that play, and yet we give them the ball. They recovered. LSU were like, no, no, no. They just fumbled the ball through the end zone on their own. Yeah, but you didn't because you didn't do. But the defense, if the defense recovers it in the end zone, it's a touchback. Spencer, we always say, what do we always say? The sideline's an extra defender. And in this case, it becomes literal. In the phantom zone, it becomes literal. The sidelines are, the the sidelines, the the sidelines become sentient. (laughs) In the phantom zone. uh, I I like that now, now, first of all, we've now created two mythical creatures here. The football eating sideline and the phantom zone. Well, it's already there. We're just, we're just personifying it is all. 
We're just I, anthropomorphizing no. what's already there. I just this is Gnostic football. Is what you this get is. rewarded? I love that that this is basically like we are trying to make sense of football. <laughs> like we're way mm-hmm. past yeah. the point of no. like let's come up with good rules, and it's more just like <laughs> let's try to make sense of what's already there. If you're on if you're on offense and you fumble the ball through the end zone, you should be punished for that. You deserve. Also, you've earned a punishment. Gnostic football would be there's a rule book, and you don't get to know about it. Come to our secret club, and maybe we'll tell you. <laughs> Like the Phantom Which, that's Zone. That's how the Pac-12 Like works. we could just make up the, the yeah, Phantom no, that Zone. Is Pac-12. That is the Pac-12. <laughs> <laughs> it's Gnostic. Gnostic-ass football league. I mean, what? I don't understand why they didn't have a game on late tonight. I mean, what were they doing? Tonight's the night. Yo, yeah, no, you got to blow Washington, Arizona. You got to save that for you got to save that for a weeknight. <laughs> Good grief, man. I was like, what is happening? Why are you doing this? I mean, I'm glad they put that on Friday night. Like, without? Like, it's, our, it's out of the way. Yeah. Okay. It's not this, is right now. <laughs> this is honestly my last thing. My favorite. My favorite thing that I looked up and saw was LSU losing like thirty-one ten. They show a shot at Ed Osher on the sidelines, and I'm like, "Well, LSU's free now. All the stress is off. They can just relax and play football. Lose thirty-one seventeen to Ole Miss. Just let this pillow go. Just let me put this pillow on your face. <laughs> so relaxed. <laughs> pillow on my face. Just don't worry. Just don't worry about it. It's okay." Just like like they're like it's not gonna go well for them. Delicious fried seasoned pillow. Mm. <laughs> that pillow got that, that pillow got spice. It's just, just hey guys, just you know what? For the rest of the year, we're not gonna do team meal. I bought you a bunch of boxes of Zatarans. Have fun. This will be fantastic for you and for me. All right. Well, we'll Michael Felder. Yeah, Michael Felder. Thank you for joining us. Anybody listening live? Uh, to this point, we've made it at 12.30 on, uh, I think, the least substantial week of college football of the year. Congratulations. Uh, you made it to the end of the live full cast after dark. Um, if you didn't see, we've only set up hundreds of thousands of people for more tragedy and disappointment because the Braves have advanced to the World Series. Oh, no. My buddy no. bought tickets. My buddy who lives in the A bought tickets. He's an Astros fan, so he bought tickets to the World Series already. Is that who they're playing? Yeah. Oh, wow. America's two greatest cities going at it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.